0: Yeah, they calling me controversial I don't know why, I'm just telling
1: the truth hey, Yeah made it. They're
2: indoctrinating kids with lies It's just evil in disguise They say that it's love, but they lie They say that they're girls, but they're guys Or they say they have no gender From guy sports to
1: girls, with their winners From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial They calling me controversial they calling me controversial, they calling me controversial, Jesus was controversial, Paul was controversial, Elijah was controversial, yeah, telling the truth is controversial.
3: Welcome to the Matt Buff Show, great to have you with us. Check out the thebuffshow.com for past shows, interviews, and much more, and sign up for that newsletter. We are one step closer to the big time election. Watch your ballots, throw the mail-ins away, and go vote in person. These mail-in ballots are looking troublesome already. Watch these ballot boxes. Make sure the poll watchers are out because early voting is starting now. Watch, watch, watch. Secure that vote. The big red wave cannot be stopped. We have to get this done. I want to tell you guys about this event coming up October 28th. Ted Cruz, Corey Mills, and Scotty Moore, hold that up for the camera there, take our country back tour at the Horsepower Ranch. This is for our Orlando listeners, 280 Campbell Ranch Run, Geneva, Florida, 32732. We have to take our country back, but Joy Reid is under the impression that there's something wrong with Florida
2: altogether. Tonight with Florida, which I would argue, even with Texas existing, has emerged as the modern state in this country that comes the closest to a modern-day version of Jim Crow. And I just... You, you, what? Hear me out. No.
3: <laughs> just because you have to show an ID, here comes the Democrat argument that black people are too stupid to get an ID. That's their argument.
2: If there is a state that better exemplifies the rot of MAGA Republican rule than the state of Florida that... The governor has named, in very Orwellian fashion, the free state of Florida. I honestly don't know where it is. Don't know what it is. I mean, Florida has it all. A law banning gay people from declaring their existence at school. Not true. They can exist. Teachers can actually get fired for it. They can get
3: fired for teaching our kids about gender studies and inappropriate things for that age group.
2: Absolutely. A version of Jim Crow. Just hear me out if they racist policies at work like you have to let the racism be in the workplace or else book-
3: we actually have free speech at the workplace thank you very much
2: bans and requirements for patriotic christian education prop
3: we don't ban books. We just say they're not appropriate for kids and don't want them in the school libraries for an elementary school or even a high school from some of the filth we've seen. You want that book? Go check it out of somewhere else, like a bookstore.
2: Propaganda in public schools, and of course, a concerted effort to make it as hard as possible for anyone who might vote for the out-of-power party, the Democrats, hashtag Black people, to vote or to well, have representative districts. Florida's Jim Crow Redux governor, Ron DeSantis, even has his own Office of Election Crimes. Newly released and frankly disturbing video shows Tampa police back in August arresting people on charges of illegal voting in the 2020 election. That is because Ron DeSantis and his Republican.
3: Illegal voting is a crime. Yes, people were arrested for tampering with ballots
2: and producing fake ballots. And cronies in the state legislature have done everything in their power to reverse the clock back to the 19th century. In 2018, Florida voters overwhelmingly approved an amendment reversing one of several Jim Crow era laws in southern states and restoring voting rights for those with a felony conviction, except those convicted of murder or of a felony sex offense. More than a million Floridians got their right to vote back. But in 2019. The Republican state legislature stepped in and passed legislation requiring those citizens to pay associated fees or fines before regaining their voting rights. Basically, a big fat poll tax, which, of course, DeSantis happily signed into law. That law, which was upheld by a federal court in 2020, put a price on voting for thousands of disproportionately black, brown and low income white Floridians that can run as high as $50,000 in some cases.
3: Yeah. You commit a major felonous crime, you will have to pay the price. And you might have to pay a fine if you want to vote again, because we don't want criminals dictating what happens to our society. And if you don't want to worry about being someone who can't vote or can't be free, don't break the law. <laughs> Don't be a murderer. Don't be a rapist. Don't be a sex predator, especially like the ones that are in school trying to teach people a bunch of garbage, a bunch of pornography. Yeah, if you're that person, you're going to have a problem. Just because we have a system of rules and regulations in place doesn't make it the dark days of Florida, the dark ages, the 19th century, as she showed a picture with a bunch of ballot boxes behind her. Ballot boxes are a fraud. No matter how you slice it, we'll be talking to Dinesh D'Souza about his new book coming out about the mules. He's going to be on the show. It's just, I tell you what, man, these guys are up to their old tricks and doing it again. And Joy Reid with her, black people can't vote. It's Jim Crow. It's not at all like that. First of all, the Democrat policy of Jim Crow is not here in Florida. You have to be a legal citizen and you have to produce an ID. Doesn't seem too hard, does it? And that's why they're doing everything they can to undermine our elections and get anybody they can, illegals, criminals, anybody they can to the polls. That's who the party wants to represent if you're a Democrat. Unbelievable. And uh, we got to make sure we turn the tide. I mean, look at these two, the most two brain-dead politicians in America, John Fetterman, New Jersey, and uh, Joe Biden who sits in the uh, Oval Office eating ice cream. Eight minutes away from
4: here. And when I leave tonight,
0: I was in the him. Uh, foot, I foot,
3: got
4: three miles in, away, in
0: the the Himalayas Dr. Oz. Let me start off with two words, made in America.
4: Abortion is the ballot now in November. It's such the most important race for the Senate here for 22.
0: of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here?
4: Send me to Washington, D.C. Take on to make sure I push back against work to work.
0: America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, foot excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with them. I think we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact.
4: With demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win excuse me, to to work
0: and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust.
4: The Eagles are so much better than Eagles.
0: It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the line.
4: Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey. We can go on and on and on. They
3: just need that person in the power to put a vote for the left wing policies that are destroying America. That Fetterman, they don't care that he can't speak. They don't care that the stroke has ruined him and impaired him. They don't care that he lived with his mom until he was 40. They don't care about him uh, charging down the street after a black guy with a gun. That black guy didn't have a gun. They didn't. They don't care about any of that stuff. They just want his rubber stamp on the Senate to beat Dr. Oz. If you vote for Fetterman, you are an idiot. You vote for Joe Biden, you're an idiot too. Okay, so the big event coming up for our Florida listeners Take Our Country Back, Geneva, Florida, Ted Cruz, Corey Mills, and Scotty Moore. You look at Corey Mills and Scotty Moore right there. Um, uh, Scotty Moore, Congressional District 9 candidate going against Darren Soto. Corey Mills, Congressional District 7 candidate. The seat left by Stephanie Murphy, who knew she'd get obliterated. Now there's some Karen in there. and. He's going to beat her. We needed four seats to flip. These are two of the greatest candidates in the country right now. With uh, they're just on fire, going after two previously held seats by the Democrats. So come out, Ted Cruz, Cory Mills, and Scotty Moore Friday, October twenty eighth, six o'clock p.m. Horsepower Ranch, two eighty Campbell Ranch Run, Geneva, Florida, three two seven three two. All right, stay with us on the map Up show. A lot more to come.
1: Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over
4: 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of
1: $1,000 per year.
4: Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money, you earned it. Visit optouttoday.com.
3: Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge, as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeros out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the map Buff show. Great to have you with us. John Durham, cool goatee. What happened in four years? Absolutely nothing. We're going to get to the bottom of this with John O'Connor, uh, author of the book, the mysteries of Watergate, what really happened and postgate John, welcome back to the map buff show. We really appreciate all your, your insight. Now that uh, Dechenko has been acquitted, it's great to have you back.
5: Well, it's not great that he's acquitted, but, uh, uh, but it's great to have you to be back with you, Matt.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I tell you what, I, we looked at John Durham, and I always looked at it, John, with skepticism. It doesn't take four years to find out that Hunter Biden is a criminal, that the dossier was dirty, that the Clintons paid for um, a hit piece on Donald Trump's campaign and made it all up. It, it took us five minutes to talk about it last time you were on the show. Four years and then an acquittal.
5: Well, yes, but you have to put it in context. Uh, It it really was, it's been three years since he was appointed, and it was only Barr that did it. Mueller had wasted our time for three years. Then we had COVID, and COVID gave all the witnesses an excuse not to testify. Now, that's number one. Number two, I do believe something's coming down. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but I think... Durham should have a larger conspiracy prosecution here. The first two cases he tried were single cases. They were ones that he had to bring within five years because they were single cases. A conspiracy case, you've got a much longer statute of limitations. So I'm still hopeful that the conspiracy, which will include some FBI agents, uh, will still be brought.
3: Talk about the acquittal for Dechenko. What went wrong there?
5: Well. There's a saying that prosecutors have that when you cast a play in hell, you have devils as actors. This is a little different. You don't have Sammy the Bull Gravano talking about John Gotti. You have FBI agents who look straight, who look perfectly fine, who look competent, and yet they're in on the game. And in this case, Durham had to prosecute a case with two main FBI witnesses that were in the bag and had been in the bag and were selected by comey to be on this anti-trump team and were terrible uh one of the guys one of the two agents that was key was the same guy that came up with the russian disinformation thing you can't make this up so for instance this same guy this same agent knew danchenko was a spy he'd opened his file in 2012. he knew he was a spy which they had been investigating, the FBI had been investigating. And yet, the evidence was that he and his uh, underling asked permission and got it to make Danchenko their source, not to prosecute him after he said he made everything up, but to make him their source. Now, it did two things, Matt. By making him their confidential source, they paid him. I mean, maybe three things, they paid him. Number one. Number two, they could hide his identity from prying congressional eyes. But number three, to, to try to buck him up and make him look like he's truthful, because they wanted the Steele dossier to be truthful. Um, they let him in on 25 separate Russian investigations. So he knew everything that was going on against Russia. This is like in a John le Carre movie or book, but no, he would not have anybody... Uh, that's stupid to bring in a guy like Danchenko. Now, when the trial comes, these guys both have to tell the jury that they have sworn for the last three years that Danchenko's straight, honest, true, and a Boy Scout, which really helped Danchenko. They didn't follow up on any of the statements that he made to them. If he had they had followed up like you normally do and subject a guy to searching cross-examination, what you would have done is Danchenko would have had to keep lying and lying and lying. Now, at trial, there were little peaks and little places he could go to say, well, I really didn't lie because I said this, that there was never followed up on. So you have terrible FBI guys, as Durham had to argue to the jury, they might be in coordination. So here we are, we are trying to clean this thing up using a, convicting a Russian spy using people who said that the Russian spy was the greatest guy in the world. So that's our swamp, Matt. And and so you can't blame that on John Durham, Uh, but I am hopeful from studying this and the Horowitz report that there's something else coming down.
3: Okay, good. That's good to know. And thank you for breaking down that. We did a big segment on the swamp last week, and this is more or less a part two to that. (laughs) I mean, because it's, it's people have questions as to why, Paying for information against your opponent is not, I don't believe, a crime. Correct me if I'm wrong, John. If you take that dirty dossier, that dirty information, and use it to create a special prosecution and have people arrested and subpoenaed based on a lie, do we start getting into crimes at that
5: point? Well, unfortunately, while there are some crimes, Uh, just from what you said, there's nothing technically wrong with that you can do it. Uh, we've paid informants before. Uh, we've had special prosecutors before. The real problem is that from the very beginning when we started getting the FISA warrants, the FBI hid salient, relevant, pertinent information from the FISA court or lied about it. And so that's where I think that they should uh, there should be some prosecutions. but what they did overall was fine it's just in the execution you can't tell lies and these guys told lies for example they knew since june of 2016 that this whole thing was paid for by by the clinton campaign but when you look at the fisa warrant it's so watered down you don't know what they're saying well uh, steel might be associated with somebody who had an interest in the in the campaign well what does that mean everyone has an interest in the campaign okay. but they knew it was for hillary clinton yeah. so those sorts of things, to me, are are, uh, are terrible. Uh, that's all, just uh, terrible. And, and I think Durham has some real palpable lies here he can prosecute.
3: Yes, indeed. And Trump was under investigation three years of his four years presidency. I mean, that just tells you how far they were willing to go, and nothing came out of it. Even the raid in Mar-a-Lago, John O'Connor, the raid in Mar-a-Lago still hasn't produced anything.
5: Well... The raid of mar lago is ridiculous because what it is is, yes, Trump was being very recalcitrant in handing over documents to the archives. And he had a good reason. The archives was not letting him have his documents back. The archives is supposed to let you review things, and they weren't letting him review things. Technically, that may not be an excuse just because the archives is not doing its duty. But what is it that supposedly was terrible? about what Trump did. Nobody's, there's no Russian spies in there looking at documents. It's a storage room with probably better security than any government building. So are we really worried that, that something happened there to a few, a few confidential uh, classified documents? Versus- They're
4: not,
3: I don't think they are.
5: Versus they just, when James different. Comey talked about Hillary's emails. Yeah. He talked about all the classified information on them. And he also, other agencies at other times said, It is highly likely, almost certain, that her email was hacked. Of course, by the foreign intelligence, you can get in there real easily. She's not protected on that email server. So they have all the latest and greatest State Department stuff classified. But oh no, there's nothing wrong with that.
3: It seems like they were just doing a search to find something to that stick. It's phishing. It wasn't phishing. To, I mean, I'm sorry, it wasn't just going in to get something they knew about. I believe there was a phishing expedition because they did have cooperation from the Trump team about documents in the past, and this was phishing. Like, maybe we'll find something. It seems like that's what exactly happened.
5: Well, here's my view on it. It's a kind of phishing. They knew that Trump was reluctant to give up some documents. Okay, they did know that. And so they figured that as long as some of them were classified, they could then find a technicality about mishandling classified documents. So they did this. They opened a criminal case here before there was a crime. They did it so they could get a criminal subpoena. Now, anything Trump did that was untruthful or uh, just, just obstructing, just basically fighting them, they can call that obstruction. So it, it, it's a kind of luring Trump in to a crime. They're making up a crime. They never should have gone into the criminal case. This should have been a matter of negotiation. And if they had any problem, you go to court and you say, judge, and a civil case, not a criminal case, but a civil case, you say, judge, we don't think he's given us all the documents we think they owe him. Trump says, oh, no, I think they're covered by executive privilege. The judge rules and this thing is over. They were trapping him into a crime. And I hate to tell you, Matt, uh, they may claim that he's committed one and he may have you know if he moves stuff around when he shouldn't have they'll try to say okay that's a crime so we may have something coming down here
3: yeah we may it'll just be interesting to watch that legal process goes go down because the government uh, New York City with Letitia James all of them they're trying to find something that sticks and so far Trump's been a better guy than we even thought he was.
5: <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's a little more honest than everybody says.
3: Yeah, that's right. Now, um, I want to finish up with you on Hunter Biden. Uh, the Biden crime family has been protected for years. Um, when you came out of Watergate and you saw the witch hunt, I mean, the absolute mega, I mean, they made movies about their investigations of... Uh, Richard Nixon, they made, uh, people got Pulitzers. I mean, it was a big freaking deal. But the Bidens have been 45,000 times worse (laughs) when it comes to foreign business dealings, when it comes to China business dealings, especially when it comes to Hunter Bidens. And and we even report this story from Breitbart. Federal agents have a sufficient evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes and false gov statements. But the whole corrupt machine is protecting the Bidens And where do you see this going? Not just with the new Congress, but eventually the Biden crime family has to be exposed.
5: Well, let me say this, Matt. They're gonna get a plea from Hunter before a new Congress can be impaneled. That's why this thing is coming out now. You notice how the, the feet have been dragging for years on this one. The present prosecutor, everybody says, well, he's a Trump appointee. Well, guess what? The present prosecutor is serving at the pleasure of joseph r biden so he has to you know look over his shoulder at biden that's number one Uh, number two the the most grievous problem was merrick garland did not appoint a special counsel you have to appoint a special counsel if there's a conflict of interest now if there's not a conflict of interest when it's the son of a president then there ain't no conflicts of interest matt
1: that's right but
5: yet our media, our brain dead media did not ever scream for a special counsel. They did it anytime a Republican gets in hot water, yeah. but they don't scream at this terrible, terrible lapse. And by the way, like I say, uh, anyway, th- th- that's that's the deal with Hunter. And my problem is, is that this is a ripe corruption case, but I don't think they've really investigated him for the foreign corruption. And that, of course, would involve his father and nobody's going to go there.
3: No, that's right. We'll see what happens. We need to really have a hard look at the FBI and the Department of Education, the cover-up. But the media, like you said, John, you make a great point. The media is in the tank. It is literally state-run media in this country right now. That's why these midterms are so important. The book and everything, John, please, John O'Connor, tell everyone how they can get a hold of you.
5: Well, the you can go to my my website postgatebook.com and there are two books on there that are fun one is the mysteries of watergate what really happened you'll see how uh the mainstream media had reported uh, wrongfully on watergate our most important supposed investigative journalistic um, project and then i have a book called postgate how the Washington Post betrayed Deep Throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism—mainly about the Post dishonesty in portraying uh, the Watergate thing. If we really knew what was happening during Watergate, Nixon probably would be down in history as our greatest president and would have gotten out much easier than Bill Clinton got out of his. But uh, given the evidence, I was in favor of him leaving. I thought the evidence was locked uh, tight but it wasn't that's what bothered me i i didn't want to believe my research when i got into this but i had to get into this because of the washington post kept putting my head in the dumpster as deep throats lawyer so what i came up with i'm i was stunned at how much and i went back and i've got all 3000 post articles so if you want a real concise history of watergate my books will do it for you
3: Absolutely. We got the links on thebuffshow.com, too. Slash John O'Connor, John. Thank you for the insight about all these recent happenings.
5: Good talking to you, Matt.
3: Good to be with you as well. We will be back on the Matt Buff Show. You stay with us.
2: engraving and more mention the buff show and get a 25 dollar discount on courses you'll find veritas tactical at 207 north goldenrod road suite 200 in orlando contact veritas tactical 407 309 3000 407 309 3000 and at veritas tactical.com veritas tactical Tactical. Tactical.
3: you heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show not all homes qualify An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts, about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no-cost, no-obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Map Off Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. Um, we've been seeing voter guides everywhere, and there's good ones in your county. Make sure you're an educated voter, right? Because the midterms are the most crucial maybe in history, all right? So the voter guides are important, but we're going to bring a unique voter guide for you guys For you guys, because there's so much garbage out there on social media and uh, on the news with the state-run media. I mean, there's so much you really have to look through it through a Christian lens as well. And so we're going to be looking at that right now with James Spencer, president of the D.L. Moody Center, located in Massachusetts. James, how you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
3: Great to have you back. Doing good. So we have uh, the book also is out there, Useful to God, Eight Lessons. Talk about the book real
1: quick. Yeah, useful to God is going great. We've uh, we've had a really strong response. We put out a, an additional guide on our website. It's a free PDF that people can download. Uh, Becoming useful to God. It's been downloaded now about fifty thousand times, which is great, and uh, it had a nice little U version, uh, devotional Bible plan put up as well. So we're uh, we're excited about how that's going, and um, just you know, it's great to get DL Moody's characteristics out there. Um, so the Christian can be contemplating how they can develop these characteristics themselves.
3: Okay, very good. And we also have that linked on the for everybody. So just check that out under James Spencer on the buff show and make sure to get that book. It's very useful to your life. Very good stuff. The Democrats, uh, James, and this is just based on what they're running on with email campaigns and things like that. Social issues to them are very important, like abortion um, they keep citing Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs decision yeah. as a uh, reason to vote Democrat because they can't look at crime, the economy or the border. So the Christian gets this and uh, looks at all this. So talk about real quick. One of the, the 20 question guides is social issues.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that we really tried to do is we put this guide together is to help Christians. Remember that uh, as we approach any of these issues, we want to be doing it from a Christian perspective as a matter of discipleship. And so specifically with the abortion issue, but I think really with any other political issue, we have to remember that we don't really have the, uh, the ability to choose whether or not we want to alienate the other side. Um, and so we, we don't get to choose between saving an unborn life, for instance, and um, saving a, a, you know, a pro-life or a pro-choice advocate. We have to do both. Um, these people on the other side of these debates are, are often unbelievers they're lost people in need of grace, just like we've received from Christ. And so we have to think of it in those terms. And so as we're considering some of these political issues, we want to nest it within that discipleship and then begin to discern how is it that then that we want to vote and interact on these perspectives, because certainly Christians do need to engage in that public realm. Um, and so as we as we get some of those emails, as we get, you know, uh, sort of, Pushed in one way or another toward these issues, I think one of the big things that Christians just need to remember is that um the the political machinery that sort of shoves us toward one topic or another is just that. It's political machinery. And there's a lot of information that we could gather, um, values we could vote on that aren't really being addressed by politicians. And so we've just got to be really smart, think, and not be driven by all of the sort of um advertising and marketing and and media messaging uh, that come out of political campaigns, because they certainly have an agenda and it may not be ours. Well,
3: you talk about compassion. So when we vote these godless souls out, we do it gracefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a sense in which as we engage within the political realm, you know, voting is certainly a, a right of all Christians. And I don't I don't think Christians should be opposed to um, participating in government. But I also think more in the discourse that we have, um, we need to be gracious. We need to be demonstrating Christ. We need to be calm in these situations, because at the end of the day, as Christians, we know that we've inherited an unshakable kingdom. Right. Hebrews twelve twenty eight. 28. Um, this is this is not the end all be all for us. We know that we're secure and that should give us some peace and some calm, even as we express our passion over these issues.
3: Yes, indeed. And that's what you have to do, because when you look at life, for example, like we talked about, life is in the Constitution, life is in the Bible, I knew you in the womb. So that one's an easy one. But there's so many other issues that people face on a ballot, even with like local issues as far as maybe gambling or climate change and things like that. They need to be educated across the board.
1: Yes. And, and I think that some of these areas are, are as you're saying, less clear cut when it comes to the, the matters of life. I think the issues are actually fairly well established. And those those who download our guide, for instance, will see a biblical basis for pro-life position. Um, and I really try to go through some of the hot button passages that um, often are, are addressed um, from the pro-choice side to argue that the Bible does support abortion. And so um, that's all in the guide. I think other issues are are a little squishier. Um, they're they're a little bit more open to Christian discernment, and we need to be gracious there as well. I think there can be really good, strong Christian arguments for various um, a various range of political issues, as you say, with like gambling and those kind of pieces. And that's where I think we just need to be deeply, deeply committed to being governed by God's word, approaching these things as a matter of discipleship. Whether we're debating with Christians or non-Christians, our goal is to build the church. And so with non-Christians, we're looking to share the gospel with them. We're looking to provide a witness to Christ that maybe they haven't seen before. And with our Christian brothers and sisters, we're, we're trying to make sure that they don't stumble uh, in their faith and that they continue to grow in their walk with Christ. And so I think if we can keep those things situated, there's plenty of room now to have discussion in the political realm about a whole host of issues.
3: So not just uh, download the guide for voting choices and confidence, but this also, uh, this guide can also help you in your daily walk.
1: Yeah, and it, it does address some of the issues of, you know, what can we trust on social media? How can we sort and sift some of that information? And uh, that's an area where I've been increasingly um, thinking and researching in. And I, I would just say to Christians as a general comment that, um, you know, social media does tend to drive us in certain directions. And there's also often a lot of information coming at us that is either not quite true or, or coming from an extreme uh, an extreme viewpoint. And my encouragement is just to you know take a step back from a lot of the information, find sources that you trust and follow those sources. Um, don't worry about keeping up with everything you see coming into your email inbox or on your Facebook feed or whatever it is, um, because it's just not possible. You're gonna have to pick and choose. And then you're going to have to decide based on that information you have where you fall and where you don't.
3: And don't let your feelings stand in a uh, place of standing your ground, correct?
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, you know, Christians should be exhibiting a sort of calm confidence in all of this as they express their passions. I'm very passionate. I have deep theological convictions on a number of different issues, but I also try to recognize that, um, Part of what we do as we testify to Christ in this world is that we are we're to exhibit a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so uh, I try to put these political issues in their proper place, that at the end of the day they fall well below the salvation of souls, they fall well below the communication of the gospel. doesn't mean that they're unimportant or trivial at all. It just means that as we approach these, there has to be a prioritization. And we have to be thinking through what is it, How is it that I can be, as Paul said, all things to all people even as i have this sort of political debate with this group of folks what does it mean for me to be all things to all people that i might save some and i think as we as we approach it through that grid we're going to have more faithful conversations and i think conversations that are more edifying uh, to the body of christ and more uh in pointing to christ
3: we bring on Democrats to debate on the show sometimes. and usually it's pretty peaceful, but sometimes the blood does boil. And sometimes James is the host of this show, I get worked up. I'm worried about my country, man.
1: <laughs> I do too. I, I've been in those like sort of, sort of yelling matches and, and you know, sometimes the passions do boil over. and so uh, I'm not speaking to someone who does this perfectly. but I think it's always good for us to remind ourselves that you know the, the main thing should be the main thing and uh and and you know however we sort of slip and fall in some of those areas i think we just as christians need to be careful not to become so consumed with the politics that we forget about jesus
3: yep absolutely everybody go download 20 questions christians abortion in the united states moodycenter.org 20 questions we'll put the link to on the show description and on the buffshow.com. james spencer great to have you on the show thank you so much for stopping by thanks for having me again it's really good to hear that because people get so confused with all the information out there we'll be back on the matt buff show you stay with us
1: are you a public employee Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more.
3: Hey, Matt Buff from The Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out, satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this, very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, yeah, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivvy stick? The new bivvy stick is the smallest and simplest to use iridium radium global satellite communications and tracking device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams about half the way to your cell phone look at this one to three days delivery very cool call 941-841-0844 i will do that 941-841-0844 visit satellitephonestore.com for special offers or you can visit sat1234.com and mention the buff show 941-841-0844 Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you with us. Yes, the schools have been a major topic for this midterm election. We've been working with Moms for Liberty on school board candidates and making sure we have the right things in place for our kids. Because the left, the leftists that destroy every, the leftism destroys everything in its path, everything. And now they're trying to destroy our kids' minds with phony things like worksheets in the classroom to say, "Hey, you're a racist." Dr. Vermeule D. Green is back on the show, school teacher and administrator for more than 45 years. Author of the book, Please Teach Me Like a Boy. Dr. Green, welcome to the show. Great to have you.
6: Oh, thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure being back. Oh, it's great to have you. I want everybody to check out the book. How's the book doing? Tell everybody where to get it. The book is doing very well. Um, It's offered on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also Apple iBooks. Please teach me like I'm a boy.
3: And people need this book right now because of all the craziness with these gender studies and racist teachings. I mean, couldn't be more uh,
6: accurate with your book. And our boys are really suffering. They've been in crisis for years. And now with this new woke ideology, it's hurting them even more. And I say that mainly because a lot of our little boys are already feeling very self-conscious. Schools aren't very boy-friendly. And our boys, when they look at their female classmates, they say, wait a minute, this is kind of stacked against me. And then you bring in the fact that, hey, wait a minute, I could change my gender. I could become a girl. Maybe then I'll start doing better in school. Maybe then my teacher will stop picking on me because I'm too rough or too aggressive because I act like a air quotes boy. Yeah. So. Our boys truly are at the brunt of a lot of what's going on.
3: Yeah, we need to get manly men back. I mean, every commercial I see, the dude's a sissy and the wife's like in control and driving and everything. And I'm fine if that's the way you want to roll. But the sissification of our boys is the big problem here and the wussification of our teens—unbelievable. Unbelievable.
6: It is unbelievable. And for a lot of our little boys who are growing up in fatherless homes without a positive male role model to... Tell them exactly what it is to be a man, how to act like a man, what are manly responsibilities and manly actions. They're growing up just wild, many of our boys, unfortunately. Um, I just thank God for those fathers who are in the home, who are guiding their sons. But unfortunately, they are few and far between.
3: Yes, unfortunately, they are. And that is a big problem right there. Fathers in the home, (laughs) two-parent Nuclear family is what works and has worked for centuries. In Connecticut, this teacher um, put a worksheet together talking about systematic, uh, systemic racism, which doesn't exist. There's not something in your DNA that's racist and it's widespread like an AIDS virus.
6: <laughs> and, and as a black woman, I really take offense to the whole uh, theme of um, CRT um, putting us and telling our children, our black children that they're victims. no, they are not victims and we leave it, live in a country where they can thrive, it takes hard work, it takes a a, a strong faith, but they can. And the very people who are pushing the very my fellow black Americans who are pushing this ideology, I'm thinking, hey, where on this planet? have Black people achieved what we've achieved here in the United States? Nowhere. So we need to get back to um, education being the foundation of what has made my people thrive and achieve. We need to get back to strong families and many of the um, policies and government hurt our strong families, break down the families that took us through slavery, Jim Crow, segregation and the civil rights movement. We had a strong family that began to disintegrate and many of our black boys have been the, unfortunately, the unfortunate victims of the breakdown of families and the loss of fathers. The Democrats did all those things you mentioned and they wanted
3: black women to marry the government. They want these kids to marry the government because a helpless victim married to the government is a Democrat voter that will keep him in power.
6: You are so right. Um, and I would hate to say just this one party because there are some, you know, in both parties who, you know, are, are, are voting on policy and choosing policies that are hurting our black families. And especially in regards to abortion um, black people, we're about 13% of the population. If you look at black women, okay, that's about six and a half percent. So, uh, of that six and a half percent, maybe 3% are, um, childbearing age and 3% of our black women account for 40% of abortions. So our that black was done age, on purpose, it was, it was and Marrick Sanger and the whole Planned Parenthood. And where are Planned Parenthood clinics located? They're in Black communities. Black, yeah. black communities. And they're out this, uh, exterminating, exterminating. Um, it's a Black genocide. And you bring along Black Lives Matter, who <laughs> is going along with this whole abortion, transgenderism kind of thing. And I just want to tell my fellow Black Americans, wake up, wake up and realize that people who claim to be helping you, they are not.
3: That's exactly right. They're absolutely not. Once again, Margaret Sanger was a Democrat, too. (laughs) I'm
6: just just saying. I didn't know that. (laughs) It makes sense.
3: Hillary Clinton did a whole speech about how wonderful Margaret Sanger was, and she has in writing... My goal is to eradicate the black community. Only she didn't say community. Um, it's just—it's—it's it's just remarkable. Um, It's—it's just a way for the government to keep the boot on our kids. This teacher in Connecticut, for example, Indigenous American Indians, marginalization, social justice, transgender, and white privilege, uh, making white kids feel bad for the way they were born. I didn't think they were for that, but I guess that's what they're. That's what they're doing. You mentioned black Americans are 13% of the country. So what we've done for what they call indigenous people and the black community is put you in 87% of the TV commercials and take the Indians off the name of the Cleveland team. How do you feel Vermeil? Did
6: that solve the problem? Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're just thriving now. <laughs> and, and I say, Again, Matt, it is so sad that, you know, when I talk to, you know, Black people, be it at my church or in my community, you know, they don't know this. They are so misinformed and uninformed, you know, and I say, why are you continuing to elect these people, vote for them? They don't have to do a thing for you because just like lemmings going off the edge of a cliff, you are marching lockstep to whatever the democratic uh, or socialist uh, policies are telling you to do. So we're doing it to ourselves, and it's so sad. We are seeing a a big number of Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, walking
3: away. Yes. And uh, that's because eventually, you know, they, they do a lot of this because my family voted Democrat. You know, a lot of, not just any. I'm talking about any family. A lot of families traditionally kind of vote for what their parents did. But people are saying, you know what? I got to put a stop to that because these policies are going too far. Inflation's too high. Gas is too high. The border's wide open. There's too many things that are affecting me negatively. So we got to make a change. Would you agree with that?
6: Oh, absolutely. And like you said, my parents, you know, grew up in a day that the Democratic um, Party was doing a lot for Black Americans, especially, you know, in the days of JFK and even LBJ bless his heart, uh, doing for the civil rights movement. And unfortunately, though, that Democratic Party that helped with the civil rights of Black people and helped further the rights of Black people, that doesn't exist anymore. But yet, our votes haven't changed. My own parents, you know, they campaigned extensively for Barack Obama. Oh, they were on phones, knocking on doors, because, oh my goodness, they said, oh, a black man is president. But then I began to look at the policies and I told my dad, dad, you raised me not to look at the color of someone's skin, but at the content of their character. Exactly. Have you seen what he stands for? It's Remarkable.
3: Just- what did he say when you said that?
6: Well, you know, he, he paused. And at that point, I think he began to think because in the next election, it could be because he was then living with me He voted for Donald Trump. (laughs) That's
3: right. He was a mega dad.
6: Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Everybody check out the book. We've got this election coming up. Dr. Green, uh, thank you for your contributions to our society in a positive way. We have a lot of work to do, but we need the right people in place, not just in, in government, but in school boards as well to get these kids on the right track. The Please Teach Me Like a Boy, I'm a Boy book is available everywhere books are sold. Also on the Buffshow.com slash Dr. Vermeule Green. Thank you so much for joining us on the show.
6: Thank you, Matt, for having me. You have you, a
3: God bless day. God bless you too. Great job. That will do it for this edition of the Matt Buff Show. You stay smart out there.